welcome to Hatchling. I'm Brian the Girl, a professional illustrator, here to tell you my stories and answer your questions about what it's really like to live off your art. This question is from Gary. You can find his art on Instagram at underscore Gary Cooper underscore. Hi Brian, as a young freelance artist, how do you manage the pressure of being able to maintain an income from your art stream? Okay, so I love being a full-time artist, but the pressure is constant. And the thing is that before I quit my real job, there wasn't any pressure at all. So when I was doing art as a side gig, I kind of felt like selling my work was just the icing on the cake. I enjoyed drawing and I had another source of income, so getting paid wasn't the point. Looking back, there were months when I made a lot and months where I made nothing. At the time, I didn't even notice there was a difference from month to month, so I couldn't exactly beat myself up for it the way I might now. But once I went full-time, selling my work wasn't cause for celebration anymore. I simply needed to make a certain amount to pay my rent and car insurance and other living expenses. Until I reached that number each month, I lived in constant dread. The fact that I didn't reach that number at all, for the first few months at least, only increased that dread. A lot of artists do keep their day jobs to avoid the pressure to profit from their art. There's also the fear of killing the passion, which I've certainly grappled with in the past. My solution has always been to just switch gears, so if I'm burnt out on drawing portraits, then maybe I'll focus on teaching the next month, and when I get tired of that, I can sell prints or look for logo commissions, and that way I never grow to truly hate my job. Anyway, my plan after I graduated college was to work part-time in a cafe and part-time as an artist, so the day job would relieve a bit of the financial pressure and provide some much-needed social contact and inspiration from the outside world. I actually still think this is a great idea in theory, especially because now I'm super isolated and don't get out enough, and now I'm sitting on my bedroom floor talking into a microphone, but it turns out that I'm awful at working for other people. The minute someone tells me where to be and what to do, I lose all motivation. So maybe one day I'll have a boss, but for now I'm way too stubborn. I also found that I was spending all my time at the cafe just thinking about what I could be doing for my art career. It felt like I could see these missed opportunities flying past me as I wiped tables and carried trays. So I saved up for a bit, and then I quit. Now this is just my experience. I, of course, was lucky enough to have no mortgage, no debt, no family to support, I was pretty much in the perfect position to take that leap, but I know it can be more complicated or even impossible for a lot of other artists. The good news, for me at least, is that the pressure has gradually decreased. One reason is that I now have a consistent monthly paycheck from my Patreon, which is my online teaching and print subscription service, so there are no months where I earn zero dollars. But the main reason that there's less pressure is that a good amount of time has passed since I started out. So it's been a year now, and I can finally take a broad view of the numbers. Calculating my average monthly income is a lot less stressful than just looking at my worst month. If you're curious, I earned $600 last July, which doesn't even cover my rent. But the next month, I earned three times that, so it balanced out. I'd like to think that the universe is structured in such a way that things balance out like that over time, like some sort of freelancer karma, which doesn't mean I can take my foot off the gas, but it does mean I can relax a little, stop checking my bank account constantly as though that number could possibly tell me whether or not I've chosen the right career path.
This is a really heartfelt question from Minnie. You can find her on Instagram at allgdthings, like all good things without the O's. This one really struck a chord with me. Hello, I'm Minnie from England. I have self-diagnosed myself with imposter syndrome, often doubting my ability. My question is, how do you start believing in yourself and think you're good enough? In case you guys haven't heard of it, the basic concept is that you feel like you're a fraud, like other people who've achieved things in your field are more deserving of them and have worked harder and have more legitimate work than you do. You feel like you've fooled everyone and everyone will realize that you weren't talented to begin with. Now, if you haven't struggled with this ever as an artist, then I am amazed and you should write to me and tell me your experience and share your wisdom with me. I honestly think it's just an essential part of being an artist. You have to question yourself because if you're not questioning yourself, then how are you going to get better? But the problem is that imposter syndrome means you're overdoing it. It means that the questioning isn't productive anymore. So you're not saying, how can I get better? Or how is this person good in a way that I haven't yet achieved? Or what do I have left to learn? You're just getting down on yourself, feeling like the compliments that people might be giving you You don't even deserve them. What it took for me to start believing that I was good at doing art is to hear people say it over and over again. And I know that I'm supposed to say that I just had some self-love epiphany, but honestly, if you want to sell work, then you need a bunch of people to like it. But the good news is that no matter what you do, you'll be able to find some people that like it and some people that will want to buy it. Now, the real problem is trusting those people and trusting that they're qualified to make those decisions. So here's something I still do, which just shows my insecurity about my work. Every month when I send out my Patreon drawing, so this is where people subscribe to receive prints from me every month, I always include some extras in it, and I just say it's because I'm fun and generous and into surprising people. But actually, I do it because I don't think that my art is worth what people are paying me. So I honestly think that if people just receive the print that they purchased, that they'll be disappointed in it. That they'll take it out of the envelope and look at it and think, oh god, what a waste of money. So I feel the need to overcompensate by throwing in a bunch of free stuff, which then obviously doesn't leave me with much of a profit. But at least I feel less like a fraud. At least I feel like I've given people their money's worth. I don't think it's a realistic goal to go from doubting yourself and feeling insecure about your art to suddenly thinking you're Picasso. I think a reasonable goal and something that you can actually work on on a daily basis is when someone gives you a compliment, listen to the thought process that goes through your head. It's probably something like, well, that was my drawing from last week and now I'm a worse artist than I was last week so that compliment doesn't apply to me anymore. Or that drawing I copied from a photo and it's much easier to draw from photos, but if they saw my drawings from life, they wouldn't like them. Maybe it's something like, oh, well, it was my birthday last Wednesday, so everybody's being nice to me now. Just listen to those thoughts and see if you can sense a pattern. If every single time someone gives you a compliment, there's a different excuse as to why that compliment's fake, then maybe you're just looking for excuses. The ultimate goal is to be able to take a compliment and just let it sink in. Just accept it for what it is, listen, take it in, enjoy it, and let it invigorate your work and inspire you and encourage you to keep drawing. 
instead of making you feel like you have to go hide somewhere. Next up, I've got a question from Zach. He's studying at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and you can find him on Instagram at z.stith. Hi, Brian. As a visual artist myself, the advice I am offered most frequently by both peers and mentors is simply to put myself out there. Uh, But no one says anything about exactly what that means. So my question is, what methods have you found to be most effective in terms of promoting yourself, uh, accumulating an audience, or otherwise maximizing the number of people coming in contact with you and your work? I feel like I've used the phrase, put yourself out there, way too often, and just use that as shorthand for basically everything it takes to become an artist. It's a really simple response to a really complicated question. Putting yourself out there means prioritizing. So you're not going to be able to put yourself out there by being in a bunch of gallery shows and by having a super successful Instagram and by being huge on Facebook and by teaching a bunch of workshops and by putting up posters all around town and traveling around the world and sharing your art with everyone. It's going to be so scattered, you're not going to do any of it well, that you won't leave a big impression on anyone because you're trying to make an impression on everyone. You just can't do everything. So you have to pick and choose a few things that you're going to focus on. Like maybe you'll try to get your art into a coffee shop and maybe you'll focus on your Facebook page. But thinking about all these different ways to quote, put yourself out there will just overwhelm you. I know the times that I've been most successful have been when I just sat down and said, okay, this week I'm going to work on my website and I'm going to put all my effort into it and I'm going to promote it to a bunch of people. I'm going to list things for sale and I'm going to take new photos for it. Those are the times that have really paid off because it gives people something to look at. People can say, okay, there's this website. This is how this artist is putting themselves out there. I guarantee you, if you just focus your energy, then you will see that where you focus your energy has a positive impact. For me, it was Instagram. The first year of my Instagram account, I didn't even really have a website, barely did YouTube videos, barely posted on Facebook. I didn't even really exist outside of Instagram. Now I'm just beginning to poke my head out to try out new things like this podcast, for example. But before that, it was all about that one arena. Then my other advice is targeted putting yourself out there, which I've been recently trying to do and it's really scary, but it's about shots in the dark. That means reaching out to a specific person or organization or opportunity and showing them what you have to offer. I've been sending my work to different publications. I've been reaching out to companies to collaborate with them. And it is so scary because just writing that message and saying, hi, I want this from you. I think I'm good enough. I think I deserve it. That's a much bigger statement than just, I put my art on the internet and people can do with it what they want. I can't even begin to tell you how many wonderful opportunities have come from me just writing to someone I thought would never respond to me and asking them to collaborate or asking them to look at my work and asking them what kind of opportunities they could think of for me. You'd be surprised how much time important people have to answer questions from people like you or to even give you a job offer. And even if they don't respond, they were probably really flattered to hear from you Make a habit of putting yourself out there in that way. To sum all of my thoughts up, here are some actionable items. One, target your energy. Don't try to do everything. 
Just focus on the arena that feels best and has the most potential for you. And two, take shots in the dark, reach out to people, go after things that you do not feel qualified for. This has been the second episode of Hatchling. It's a new podcast, so it needs your help to keep going. All that means is taking a second to rate or review, which will make it a lot easier for other people to find the show. It'll also help me justify not making any progress on my real work. If you want to be featured on the show, you can email me at brian at I'll be back next week with more. Thanks!